right, God bless you, everybody. Thank you for joining us on another session or another week's episode of Reset Forever Ministry podcast. And of course, we are in the Sunday School lesson this week from the Union Gospel Press series. We're in lesson number two, and it's for September 11th. Uh, this is going to be in the book of Exodus. We're still in the book of Exodus. And uh, for those of you that don't have Sunday school books, you can grab your Bibles. We're in chapter 12 of Exodus. The topic of the this week's lesson is obedient to remember. Obedient to remember. All right, so the lesson is found, again, in the 12th chapter of Exodus, and it's verses 1 through 14. Again, obedient to remember. Out of Exodus 12, verses 1 through 14. With that, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to our instructor for today, Elder Daniel Simpson. All right, God bless you, Elder Simpson. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's start off with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask that you bless us and help us and give us the wisdom and the spirit to teach teach your word with conviction, Lord. We're living in the end times, Lord, and we need your word more now than ever to be preached and to be taught in its clarity so we can run this race with faith only faith will please you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, lesson two of the lesson, of uh, Sunday school lesson. And the topic is obedience to remember. Obedience. And as you stated, Dr. Simpson, we're in Exodus chapter 12, verse 1. Right, right. And it says this, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, mm-hmm. Okay, verse 2. This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. Mm-hmm. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Okay. So, I, of course, I want to look this month up. So, I went to Deuteronomy chapter 6, mm-hmm. verse 1. And it says, In honor of the Lord your God, Moses talking to the second generations who got the responsibility of under Joshua leadership to go into the promised land. Mm-hmm. He says, celebrate the Passover each year in the early spring, mm-hmm. in the month of Abib. Abib. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. For that was the month in which the Lord your God brought you out of Egypt by night. Okay. So this is the month of Abib, mm-hmm. that the Lord is going to perform this um, act of deliverance. Yes, act under of the deliverance. cover of, of under the cover of darkness. Yes. Yeah. But it's something that the children of Israel had to do. They had to participate. Now they got to exercise their faith. Yeah. In what God is telling Moses and Aaron to instruct the children of Israel in the land of Goshen. So verse three, he says, this is what God's telling Moses to tell the children of Israel. Verse three, okay. speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel. Mm-hmm. Saying in the tenth day of this month, the month of Abib, mm-hmm. they shall take to them every man a lamb, right. according to the house of their family, the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So this is this is the instruction that Moses giving them. So we're going to verse four because they all kind of run together. Yeah, and according to every house is according to what is sufficient or necessary for that household. Yes. Okay. All right, lesson, verse number four. And if the household be too little for the lamb, 
for the lamb, mm -hmm. let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the numbers of the soul. Every man according to his eating shall make your account for the lamb. Yeah, so if it's too much, you're not going to waste it. Share it with your neighbor if you can. And everybody, however many can split that meal, then share it with them. There's no waste. So if one lamb feeds five people, mm -hmm. and you only have two people. And they got three people next door. Yes. Okay. And y'all all come together, mm -hmm. and y'all will celebrate this meal, mm -hmm. this Passover. Um, it's not your personal lamb. It's just the meal and the act that they're engaging yes. in that matters. All right, verse number five. Now, verse number five is very important because he said, Your lamb shall be without blemish. A male of the first year, mm -hmm. you shall take it out from the sheep or from the goat. Yeah, and that was hard because uh, you had to make sure that there was no blemish on it. So how would you know? So they would have to go through all kinds of things to make sure that this lamb that they were going to use, they raised it up, they kept it, you know, in a certain place so it wouldn't get um, harmed or um, injured. And um, also, they wanted to make sure that it was well fed, so that it was a good, the best of what they had as far as the lambs. It had to be in representation of Christ. It had to be the best out of all. And then I even read where they would take and before they actually did it, would run water over it and make sure as the as the wool separated that there were no scars underneath that they had missed so careful to make sure that there were no blemishes. And I think that's a significant point when it comes to your spiritual life. Leviticus chapter 22 and verse 19 through verse 22 kind of mirrors, mirrors what you said. Ooh, okay. So we can read it. It's Leviticus chapter 22 verse 19. It said, Ye shall offer at your own will a male without blemish of the bull, of the sheep, of the goat. Mm -hmm. Verse 20 says, But whatsoever hath a blemish, that shall ye not offer. Right, right. For it shall not be acceptable for you. So what, like you said, Dr. Simpson, once you get this, these, these animals, mm -hmm. they have to be one year old, mm -hmm. a male. Mm -hmm. You have to fully examine it. Mm -hmm. if no blemish, no physical Spots, wrinkles, blemish, no blemish, no yes. defect, no injury, no scars, never happened, scar never happened. It had to be perfect, yes. perfectly nourished, appearance, everything about that. That lamb yes. had to be the best that you've ever seen. So verse 20 also said, it shall be perfect to be accepted. Mm -hmm. There shall be no blemish therein. Mm -hmm. Verse 22 says, it can't be blind, right. can't be broken, mm -hmm. can't be maimed, mm -hmm. or have a wean. Can't be scurvy. That's a skin disease. Yeah, it can't be scabby. Yeah. You shall not offer these unto the Lord, nor make an offering by fire of them upon the altar unto the Lord. Amen. To, like you said, Dr. Simpson, they have to be perfectly healthy mm -hmm. and 
no impediments. Complete. Yeah, no impediments and no afflictions or anything. You said scabby, you know, or scabs or anything. So they couldn't even have been through something that would have caused even their their the skin to in their sick. underbelly yeah. or whatever. To have a disease and yeah. stuff. Any ticks in No it. matter how ticks mm-hmm. and no matter how much care you've given it, sometimes that can happen. So you have to do a thorough inspection. And Dr. Silfen, that's what we have to do with our life. Yeah. We offered ourselves to the Lord. Mm-hmm. The Bible said we have to be we, we have to have not any spot, wrinkle, blemish or any such thing. And scripture says in examine yourself. Yes. You know, to see whether you be in faith or no. But still, there's the examination, and there's an example of the examination. It's a careful examination. Yes. Because verse 6 is very important, like you said. And you shall keep it for 14 days of the same month. So Mm -hmm. once you get your animal that you're going to present to the Lord Mm -hmm. to represent you and your family, Mm -hmm. you have to keep it for 14 days. And as you said, Dr. Simpson, you have to take care of it. Feed it, nourish it. You got 14 days to examine this animal, yeah. so to speak. And so I think that in a, in a in a in a in a real world, what they probably did was raised it separately. I I would think now maybe not even totally separately, but we're careful to make sure because you know they run off, they get injured, they fall. Had to be one year old. So. Yep, had to be one year old. So in the process of taking them out, you know, into the pastures and everything, many things could have happened. But I think that if you see a goodly one that you intend to offer God, you know that that month of Abib is coming and you've got to offer it. This is the first one, so but this is a good example. Then you would probably, going forward, you would probably make sure that you had it. Of course. Uh, set aside. But this was the first year, first time they did it. So they probably had to go out among what they already had because they're just getting along just before. And he's telling them, now go and get the best one. You got two weeks to make sure that this is what this animal is without spot, wrinkle, blemish, or any such thing. Because this sacrifice was going to represent your household. Mm-hmm. And just like Christ, Dr. Simpson, he is our sacrifice. Mm-hmm. What a perfect sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And he represents us before the Father. And so, and, and so we had to make sure that we give because we see that what you give unto the Lord may not be acceptable. When we look at Cain and Abel, it may not even be acceptable unto God. And so if they take and give you know, God something that's not acceptable, then he won't receive it. We saw that, and, and that cost, unfortunately, Abel his life. Yes, and see, and that's why John the Baptist said when Jesus came to be baptized, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. That takes away the sins of the world. Of the world. Mm-hmm. So when we get saved, we accept Christ as being our sacrifice mm-hmm. that he's already done to the Father. Mm-hmm. And we, I think we are accepted and beloved. And I do think that looking above that, God chose. You know, he in like manner mm-hmm. to his own law, yes. he made sure that what he had given was, the, was heaven's best. Was 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 the best in all ever created. You know, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. You know, and I mean, any blemishes or injuries that he had all occurred on our behalf there on that 
Passion Week. Yeah, on the cross. Yes, and on the cross and the scourging that preceded the cross. So he gave his very best. And this was a spiritual thing too. No, no guile, right? He had no guile in him. There was no fault in him. There was no evil. The devil came and found nothing in him. So spiritually as well as physically. All right, verse number seven, six. six, okay. And ye shall keep it up until 14 days in the same day, in the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. All so right. in the evening time, after the 14th day, Dr. Simpson. This was the time aside for everybody to slay their yeah. lambs. Out the whole congregation. Slaughter. So in Gosha, where Gosha. the children of Israel lived at, yeah. they was... Slaughtering lambs in this yes. hour. And they needed to get that blood, that atonement. So Leviticus says this, and you can go to Numbers chapter 9, if you don't mind. Leviticus says this, In the 14th day of the month, Abab, I must have stood up, didn't I? At evening is the Lord's Passover. Now we say, this is the Lord's Passover. Okay. This particular day. Now we're in Numbers what? Numbers chapter 9. Okay. Three and four. Three and four? You want me to read it now? Yes. Okay. Um, Roman, I'm sorry, Numbers 9 and, nine and 3 through 4. In the 14th day of this month at evening, you shall keep it in his appointed season according to all the rites of it and according to all the ceremonies thereof shall you keep it and Moses spake unto the children of Israel that they should keep the Passover yes. okay. so now we know Dr. Simpson this is the Passover this is officially the Passover and this is, this is just great because now we see that during this deliverance, God gave us a revelation that the death angel that ruled from Adam to Moses, now the death angel. And it sees the blood. Mm -hmm. That's where we're going. They got, they got okay. an instruction. They have to do so. Verse 7 says this. After Sunday school lesson. Okay. And they shall take of the blood mm -hmm. and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper doorpost of the house wherein they shall eat it. Mm -hmm. Now we know blood means life. Mm -hmm. Life is in the blood. Life is in the blood. So I wrote something down and I didn't I didn't, didn't come to this myself so I had to copy it. It says God could not simply exempt his people from this plague mm -hmm. as he had preserved them from the other plagues. Mm -hmm. Death reigned in the world because of sin and in light of God's justice, sin cannot be ignored. Mm -hmm. It must be either punished or atoned for. Now that's powerful. Yes. That's powerful. I exempted you from the flies, the lice, the locusts, the, the, the water turning into blood, the frogs. I exempted you from the all boils. of this. The boils. The boils. All of that. The hail. The hailstones, yes. And But this one, when it comes to death, it has to be dealt with differently. So I can't just because separate you, you know, everybody. 
has to death has to be dealt with on everybody's behalf. That's a good point. Yeah. So since the blood represent life, mm-hmm. this is what Leviticus elect. I'm sorry, Le- Leviticus. Leviticus. <laughs> excuse mm-hmm. me. It's okay. Chapter seventeen, verse eleven said, "It alone is acceptable for the forgiveness of sin." Okay. And I like what Hebrews say. So I'll go to Hebrews chapter 9 okay. and 27 to, yes, give the, yes, yes, yeah, yes. to give the church Except something to conscious. think about. Yes, yes. This is what Hebrews, Hebrews powerful, that ninth chapter. It says, 27. I think that's the one that talks about the sprinkling of blood. So Hebrews 9. I wrote it, I wrote it wrong. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay, it's... Okay, 22. Hebrew 9 and 22, I'm sorry. Okay, 9, 22. It says, almost all things are by the law purged with blood. Mm-hmm. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. So they had to shed this blood, Dr. Simpson. Mm-hmm. So when the deaf angel came and when they seen the blood, the deaf angel got an order from the Lord. Okay. When you see the blood, Passover, atonement has been made with the shed blood. Mm-hmm. And then it talks, you know, Hebrews, he really goes on and talks about how priests are going to have to go in. <clears throat> before the Lord in those next, in those following verses, which you can read on your own, 23 through 26. You can read up those on your own, the sacrifice that has to be made. All right? So verse 8. And verse 8 says, And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire, a leavened bread, and with bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Yes. The New Living Translation says like this, mm-hmm. that same night, they must roast the meat over a fire mm-hmm. and eat it along with bitter herb mm-hmm. and bread made without yeast. And we know yeast represents sin. sin. Mm-hmm. So verse 9 said, So that was the meal. <clears throat> it was roasted lamb, some bitter herbs, and I believe that the lamb is um, the sacrifice, you know, for the body of Christ. Um, and of course, they're going to have the blood. The bitter herbs is to remind them of the bitterness and the suffering that they have endured. And that unleavened bread means that uh, this is to be taken in for your nourishment. But what has been left out is the sin, which is the leaven or the yeast. The yeast represents yes. Yes, that does so easily beset you. And that meal was not only to nourish them, but it is to remind them of all of these things from this night. You came out of bitter suffering and um, this lamb is your sacrifice because without this lamb, without the blood of this lamb, you would have been slaughtered just like the Egyptians. Yes, and then that sin, that yeast, um, the unleavened bread, which means you leave all that sins back in Egypt. Yeah, leave it there. Coming all that out. stuff so, you learned in Egypt, you leave it there. And they didn't. So, you know, they stuff came to mind. And he was telling them, remember, that's why the topic is be obedient to remember. And this remember this Passover and everything that it represents. And carry this on as you go forward. All 
Right, so verse number nine. Right. Now we're going to yes. eat not it, eat not of it raw, nor sodden all with water, but roast it with fire. His head with his legs and with the uh, pertinence thereof. So everything was still in him. Yeah. Okay, so they didn't gut him out and uh, fillet him or anything like that. Just roast them and pick that meat off those bones. Yeah. And eat it with those bitter herbs and that unleavened bread. Okay. Ten says, and ye shall let nothing of it remain. There you go. That's why you have to share it because you're not going to be gluttonous and try to eat over what you can. But, you know, you have more than you can consume. So share it with your neighbor. And he said, and ye shall, and ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning and that which remaineth of it until the morning you shall burn it with fire so anything was left like the innards you know the, the intestines and yes. you know they always talked about the liver and spleen and all that all those things with, that were left burn it with fire that's verse number 10. yes in exodus chapter 34 30 and 25 he says the same thing he kind of reminded them on this side of mount sinai he said thou shalt not offer blood of my sacrifice with leaven. Leaven. Leaven, yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. Neither shall the sacrifice of the feast of the Passover be left until the morning. Right, that's right. So they had to burn it. So after they left Goshen. It's a new time, and all of that has to be done away with. It has to be in ashes and totally consumed with fire. Yeah. Number 12? 11. 11. And thus shall ye eat it with your loins gird, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Yes. The New Living Translation says like this. These are your instructions for eating this meal. Mm -hmm. Be fully dressed. Wear your sandals and carry your your cane, mm -hmm. walking stick yeah. in your hand. Eat this meal with urgency, mm -hmm. for this is the Lord's Passover. And see, here's the thing: it has to be done with that urgency, and you're prepared. The urgency was be prepared to go because there is a wrath and a judgment that is about to come, and for you to escape it, you know, you want to be. The Bible says in the New Testament um, that you may be found. Watch and pray that you may be found worthy to escape. And so they had to escape this judgment that was going to come. So if they had to eat it with their loins gird, that means they had to be dressed, fully dressed and prepared. When their loins were gird, they were prepared for whatever, you know, protecting themselves, dressed to go, your shoes on your feet, you're ready to travel, take off at any moment. You don't have to say, hold on, let me go get this. And you're ready. So when it's time to go, you're ready to go. And so sat spiritually, that is, when you eat this, make sure that you're in position or that you have um, um, positioned yourself to be ready at the moment when you're taking this Passover meal. So First, um, first Corinthians chapter 5, verse okay. 7 says this. It says, purge out therefore the old leaven, that's the sins of the flesh, mm -hmm. that ye may be a new lump as ye are unleavened for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us mm -hmm. so that's for the church Christ is our Passover sacrifice Amen. 
And Jesus came to fulfill this the Lord's Passover. Amen. Verse 12. 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. This is what I love about this, Dr. Simpson. This Passover, mm-hmm. this last plague, it just wasn't for, you know, the man and the beast, but even the gods of Egypt. Mm-hmm. He would judge them. Mm-hmm. So and Israel, he would show them that these are not God. These I'm the Lord. God. Yes. So Egypt, so when Israel left Egypt, they would take none of them gods with them. Yeah. And then also that they, um, um, I'm going, I'm going, you, you know, separate, I'm going to kill. And I like the way that God demonstrates. He carries something out. And then he makes the statement, I am God. Or he'll tell them, I'm going to do this for you. And I'm going to perform that so that you will know that I am God. It was not just by word only. It was by demonstration. And then he said, I'm doing this so that you know I am God. And then when he's talking about all of those that he's going to execute judgment on, and he's done something to exempt you from it by the blood, and then he says, I'm going to do, I'm going to do in their gods because I'm God, not these. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is what Moses' um, father-in-law, Jethro, this is what he said about it in Exodus chapter 18, verse 11. Okay. This is Jethro. He worshiped in the Lord. This is what he said. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods. Mm-hmm. For in the thing wherein they dealt proudly in, mm-hmm. he was above them. Yeah, Jethro was a wise man. Yeah. So all of these, all of these gods that the Egyptian worship and gave, you know, obeisance to, obeisance to, mm-hmm. just what Jethro said. For in the things wherein they dealt, the Egyptian dealt proudly in mm-hmm. God, the Lord was above them. Yeah. He judged them. He took them down. Yeah. And it's the same thing to this day. You know, people. This, this is the I church mean, testimony to the world. Yes. Well, it, even around the world, in different countries, they still have, they wear necklaces with little pendants of their gods. They have little images of their gods. They wear little trinkets of their gods. And they will destroy you. They will kill you coming in there talking about Jesus. So people are losing their lives in this modern day in certain areas where they still worship these gods. But their gods can't help them. And he said, I'm going to do this so that you can know I'm God not these other ones that you got all kinds of images erected to. Alrighty. And then verse number 13. And the blood um, shall be to you for a token. Um, that's kind of like um, a surety. Where he says a surety because like Moses' covenant, the rainbow was a surety. Not Moses', um, Noah. Noah's covenant, the rainbow was a surety or a token. So here he said, and the blood um, shall be for a token unto the houses where ye, and when I see the blood, I shall pass over you because this blood is a token of redemption, of sparing of the lives. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Israel of Egypt as he's coming through there but this token of blood so the New Living Translation said like this 
from verse 13. Okay. But the blood on your do- doorpost mm-hmm. will serve as a sign, okay. marking the house where you are staying. Right. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Mm-hmm. This plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And then I like what Hebrew said about Moses, Hebrew chapter 11, verse 28. It said, it was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover mm-hmm. and to strike, I'm sorry, and to sprinkle blood on the doorpost mm-hmm. so that the angel of death would not kill the firstborn son. This was all faith because it never happened before. Yeah, he was, he believed God, and God told him things. That ain't, and Moses was, you know, you know, Moses was God's man. Yeah. And, this, God's and this is what I love about the Bible, Doctor Simpson. The theme of it is faith. We got to believe. Our patriarchs had to believe. Moses had to believe and be obedient to what God says. And we also have to have faith to the very end. Because Moses, that's why the Bible talked about Abraham hoping against hope. That means he believed God against every logical reason not to believe him. So that's a good thing. And it turns and works for their good because it spares their lives. And all of those firstborn down in Egypt were destroyed. And, and then verse number 14. And this day shall you be unto, in this day, shall be unto you for a memorial and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout all your generations and shall keep it as a feast by an ordinance forever so not just boasting and bragging that God did this for us but it needs to be something that you remember it needs to be something that you hand down to your children and they need to be exposed to what God has done why so that they can know that he is God in God alone. Yes, the New Living Translation says this with verse 14, Dr. Simpson. It says, this is the day to remember. Mm-hmm. Each year, Ebab, that's the, the month of the first month of that yeah, year. Yeah, Abib, which, I think, we, which mm-hmm. I think we came to the conclusion from looking that it was late March and early April, yes. which is when we celebrate Easter. Yes. Okay. Uh, from generation to generation, you must celebrate it as a special feast to the Lord. This is a law for all times. And for the believer, for the body of Christ, we go to St. Luke chapter 22. Mm-hmm. This is what it said for us to do. This is what Christ said at his last supper, which was his Passover supper, which was Moses said, this is the Lord's Passover. Christ give us some revelations concerning Dr. Simpson. And of course you know it, but I'll read it. So St. Luke chapter 22, verse 14. Mm -hmm. It says this. And when the hour was come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. And he said unto them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Mm Mm-hmm. For I say unto you, I will not uh, any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And he took the cup, gave thanks, and said, Take this, mm-hmm. and divide it among yourselves. We know the cup represents this blood. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine 
until the kingdom of God shall come. Okay. Verse 19. And he took the bread and gave thanks and break it and gave it unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We have to remember when we take communion the purpose. Mm-hmm. And who Christ. the focus is. Yes, he shed his blood for his disciples. And what the purpose, what does, like the scripture says, what meaneth this? Yes. And then when you explained, they explained it to their children why they were celebrating that they went through what he had done. Yes, and then verse 26. They rehearsed it. Likewise, also the cup after supper, mm-hmm. supper mm-hmm. saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is, which shared, is shared for you. So we see that in the, in the Old Testament, Moses, by faith, gave this these instructions to the children of Israel. And now Jesus, he gave us a more clear understanding of the Passover, the Lord's Supper, his last supper. Yeah. And that there's a, a covenant in here. And then it's not left in the law. So, you know, the Jews only like the law. You know, they, they like the Tanakh or, I'm sorry, the Pentateuch. They want to hold on to that. So here we have it in the New Testament as well. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's good for reproof, rebuke, um, uh, uh, exhortation, um, in righteousness. It, it's for us. So, you know, here we find it in the New Testament as well. So, this testifies to what they did back in those days. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the court people <clears throat> want to bring it up to the church, what we have to do, mm-hmm. you know, by children of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, that we have to be in remembrance right. of what he did Absolutely. before he went to the cross, at the cross, and now okay. at the right hand of the Father. Okay. Living forever. At the right hand of the Father. Yes. Will he ever live to make, to make intercession for the saints? That's yes. the word. Okay. Amen. So that is our lesson for this week. And those are some good nuggets for you, some points that you may want to observe. And uh, continue to just build your arsenal, your your um, personal arsenal, to keep you reminded of what the scripture says. Who knows when God will be ready to bring that word out of you or use you. You know, he uses the vessels and the instruments that are ready when and wherever he needs them. All right? So we want to be, uh, what does the scripture say? A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And so this is how you prepare yourself, by putting that word in you. Well, amen, uh, Elder Simpson, good lesson. You want to go ahead and pray us out. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, power, both now and ever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. All right. Well, everybody. Come back and join us again for next week's lesson from the Sunday School Series. Union Gospel Press. God bless you. We love you. And we'll look forward to studying with you again on next week. God bless.